was happening everyone Kira and ben back again um this is the horror mo- horror house haunted house why did i call it a horror <laughs> house this is the haunted house week previously we had covered house from 1985 and today we're covering house from 1977 now i did recommend this movie this is one of my favorite movies i revisit it every spooky season sometimes even not in spooky season i think it's a really fun film Ben, I, I know I recommended it to you, but tell me your history with the film. So I had never heard of it. Um, I recommended The House 85 that we just did. And uh, I actually watched this one and I was cracking up laughing. I was like, this is hysterical. I mean, it, it, was, it was a fun watch. It's a fun watch. But I think when you, similar to House of 85, when you kind of get into like what the story is and kind of into like what they're talking about, it. You, there's a lot more there. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Um, this is a Japanese film um, from 1977. Now, when it came out, it was not very well received when it came out. And I can kind of see that it blends a lot of styles, which I appreciate in a film. So obviously it's very realistic. But then we see these moments of like animation and fantastical sort of like kung fu stunts. And we see this kind of like kooky sort of like anime style background and like we kind of I kind of like how he blends all of these together um it does sort of remind me of the fantasticalness of the original Suspiria now for those who have listened to our Suspiria episode uh we did cover the new one from 2019 but if you watch the original the Dario Argento one you'll see the same kind of fantastical colors and color schemes used in this sort of surrealist background for a story which i which i like so that's probably why i like this movie because i like that movie so much um but it is a movie and it follows this one main girl gorgeous and then her six friends and we're gonna get into their names um as we as we talk about the film and she it's summer vacation and she's so excited to go away with her dad because it's just her and her dad because her mom died and then the dad actually reveals that he has a new girlfriend who he wants to marry. And I always think it's so funny. Like he's like, all right, this is this is my girlfriend. She's going to be your new mom. And it's kind of just like and you can kind of see gorgeous sort of like go back within herself and be like, huh, my mom? No, my mom is dead. <laughs> like, yeah. I, who is this woman? It felt very like Disney princess to me. Um, but so now gorgeous is very upset. Um, her friends are supposed to go away to this inn with one of their teachers, Mr. Togo, who I cannot wait to talk about. <laughs> um, and it is then uh, comes about that his sister had a baby. She runs the inn and the inn is closed because she just had a baby. So he's like, mm, can't go there. And then Gorgeous comes and says, you know what? I don't want to go with my dad. Let's go see. Let's go to my mom's hometown. She's feeling very nostalgic for her mom. She's like, let's go to my mom's hometown and visit my aunt. My aunt still lives there. She writes her on a letter being like, hey, showing up with six of my friends. Can't wait to see you. I haven't seen you since I was six years old. And the aunt's like, okay, no worries. Can't wait for you to come. So we see this journey of the six girls um, going and they get to this house and it is very kooky and weird. And it is already kind of like, hmm, something is not as it seems. So the seven girls' names, as we've talked about them, we obviously have Gorgeous, and then we have Fantasy, Sweet, Melody, Prof, Mac, and Kung Fu. Now, on the surface, I feel like these names come off as very like generic because they do tie directly into the character traits and personalities of this of these girls. Also, it's like, 
why is a girl reduced down to just one personality trait? Oh, a woman can only be one thing. We're going to get into that later, guys. I got a lot to say. But we have these girls with these very symbolic names and they embody everything that they are. Gorgeous is beautiful. She's always doing her makeup. She's always keeping up with herself. Fantasy is always living in a fantasy world. She's always daydreaming. Sweet is like she's the housekeeper. She's trying to maintain the home. She's very kind and gentle. Prof is obviously the smart one. Kung Fu is the fighting one. And then the one that gives me the most issue. Oh, Melody is the music one. I forgot her. And then Math, who is considered the fat one, which I was like, well, she's not fat. First of all, she is not a fat woman in the movie or a girl in the show in the movie. And everyone and she, and her characteristic is that she likes to eat. So I that one really I, I that one really made me mad because everyone else's everyone else's per, everyone else's names and, and personalities are based. Everyone else's names is based off of their personalities. And Max is based off of her body type. Yeah. And it kind of solidifies like this idea grow it like from from earlier I would definitely say like growing up and we've just only started to combat this now is that fat people don't deserve anything other than being fat which I hate I think that is so regressive and it's so harmful and it's like you are more than your body type and in this she was not whereas everyone else is because they are thin yeah and I hated that because guess what she's still thin she is still a thin actress yeah yeah her name's what big stomach so they call her Matt yeah. 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 It was stupid. I was I didn't like that either. I thought that was kind of mean. It's icky. It's it's not good because everyone else like everyone else prof sh- prof is the smart one. Yeah. Does she wear glasses? OK. Yeah. But that's like I mean, this movie is very stereotypical. And then Kung Fu obviously is like fighting all the time. She's like, I'm so strong and I can fight anything. So but these are characteristic characteristics. These are personality traits that they have deemed and grown into for themselves. And Mac is just, oh, you like to eat. Yeah. And I think it's so like, it's so reductive and it is so harmful and it's so hurtful. She's always eating. She's always carrying food. She's always ta- talking about food. And it's like, she is more than this. Like, cause we, I mean, I don't know. It, it felt very reductive to me, even to the point where when she is killed by the house, she is then biting her friend. Yeah. Trying to eat her, trying friend. To eat her friend. Like, yeah. I was like, okay, the hunger is not this insatiable. Like, she is more than this. So I understand why they did it because, actually, no, I don't understand why they did it. They could have had literally any other personality trait. But I guess if you had to write, no, I I can't even justify it. Like, I'm not, I can't even in my head as I'm trying to say this, I can't even justify it. No, I, Mac was done dirty. I, I thought it was the seven deadly sins, gluttony. Gluttony, beauty. Lust. So that's how I was. I was looking at it. I was looking at it like she was one of the seven deadly sins. Maybe, but we had no sloth. No, no, we didn't. Uh, we had no greed. No. We had well, no. the 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 grandma, uh, the aunt was greedy. Yeah, but she was also dead. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> plot twist. <laughs> Spoiler. Uh, uh, oops. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let me get. It. Let me finish the story of the of the movie, and then we will get in. So for those of you who haven't seen it, you kind of can follow along. The professor. He was slow. He didn't show up until like almost the end. Yeah, Mr. Togo. Yeah, so he's I have fish. Okay, yeah, yeah. but he also wasn't one of the seven girls. No, but he was seven character. He was a character. Yes, I have a lot of thoughts about Mr. Togo. Okay, <laughs> so to me, I mean, obviously, this movie. Okay, let me talk about there. There's so much to cover here. It <laughs> might be long, like Midsummer, um, but let's get into it. So, the movie. 
These seven girls go to the aunt's house. The ho- the aunt is obviously a little weird, a little kooky. Something's going on. She lives in the house. She's sick. She's in a wheelchair. She can't really move. She has a cat named Blanche that like, well, it's Gorgeous's cat. And then the cat also follows them there. And the cat is kind of like this sort of like, I don't want to say like foreshadowing for the demise of the girls. But when you see the cat, a girl dies. So I thought that was very interesting. Um, So these girls are in the house and they're trying to just like have fun, be innocent. They're schoolgirls, and um, the house slowly consumes them one by one and they are consumed and their demise is obviously their biggest personality trait because women can, again, only be one thing. So we have Mac who dies first because she goes to get the watermelon that she bought off of the vendor and gets killed gets consumed gets decapitated which okay as i have already said i do not agree with this plot i don't agree with her i i feel like she was very sidelined it was very egregious her character treatment yeah even to the point where like if i was her i would not be friends with these girls because they're always like oh my god all you think about is food oh my god all you eat how are you still hungry Da 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 like what if you were my friends, you would not be saying this to me. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I it, it it I mean, I watch this like I said, I watch this movie all the time and it pisses me off every time. But I still watch it cuz it's a great movie. So, we have these girls and now um the house is consuming them and this is where we see a lot of that fantastical bits come in because every time that they are um getting killed we see like the cat's eyes kind of go like green with this like very fake style animation and we see more of this animation style come into play it is a lot of practical effects you guys know me i love practical effects so maybe that's why i also love this movie so much but what is this movie about at its core oh patriarchal society and the horrors of marriage so the aunt we find we know the aunt um loses her husband to world war ii and He's like, I promise I'll return to you. I'll come back to you. She's like, I'll wait for you. Um, And then he never returns. So she kind of walls herself up into this home. And in this walling up, she kind of dilutes herself into believing that he will come back. So obviously she's become a shell of herself. She is not who she is anymore. And it is. And then we find out through the vendor that there are not a lot of young girls in the town. And we're like, hmm, why are there no young girls in the town? We know that she used to be... um, a tutor so we do know that she used to tutor the young girls but now there are no young girls and when and i find i find that vendor as sort of like the keeper of the house like the kind of like the gatesman to hell yeah. 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 <laughs> because as you see he allows the girls to go through and he allows uh ryoko the um the new the the girlfriend of gorgeous's dad um in but he does not let mr toe go in no. and i think okay so, what should we talk about first? Mr. Togo or the girls? Oh, we just talk about Mr. Togo. Okay, Mr. Togo, idiot, bumbling man, also, like, I don't know. So, he's, like, this older teacher, not, like, older, I don't, I can't tell how old he's supposed to be, but he's, like, an older teacher that the fantasy, the girl, has a crush on. She's, like, oh, he's so strong, he's so manly, he's so cute, he's gonna, like, bring us all these things. It's, like, why are you relying on a man? Yeah, yeah. Point blank, why are you relying on a man? And then we see when the horrors of the house start coming, that fantasy is then, I mean, there's a whole fan, there's a whole daydream where she's imagining him riding in on a white horse, 
picking her up. She's in a princess gown. They're riding off into the sunset. We have a fake end credit scene. And it's like the end. But it's like, obviously, that's not the end because he never comes for them. And I think it's like how women are meant to build up men in their minds because we have these girls who are put in a situation where they have to fend and defend themselves. And all they can do is pray that a man comes to save them. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Please. That's that's pretty bad. Please. And then every scene we see Mr. Togo in, he is acting selfishly, which I think is just so typical. (laughs) So we see these girls fighting for their life, like daydreaming about this man to come see them. And we see him like fighting with cab drivers eating noodles like just like taking his sweet time getting there because he doesn't care about them he cares about himself so while you put all your eggs in one basket for a man guess what they're thinking about themselves point blank yeah that's what it came down to basically and to the point where it becomes so funny where we he meets the the fruit vendor and he's like trying and he's like i can't find this house i can't find this house the house has not revealed itself to him he cannot find it and the and the keeper i believe is also magical because i do believe he's the keeper of this house to protect it and to protect um the auntie yeah. and then and then we don't that's the end we see of mr togo and then when ryoko comes we see that he is what a stack of bananas P- tell me a more phallic fruit like yeah. get like make it more obvious to me that he, a man is in this sense nothing yeah well i thought like it was funny because the gatekeeper asked him like what do you like fruit and he's like bananas bananas, bananas. And he turns them into bananas so like i thought that was pretty funny but I, I i did think it was funny but i also thought it was funny that like in the in, especially in the sense of this film because it is really told from the point of view i believe like obviously of the girls but also of the auntie so she is disappointed by the promises of her husband even though he was killed in war like killed in world, world war Two, like I'm sorry. Yeah. Like he he didn't return to you because he died. Like, but obviously that is a, a a form of abandonment. Like I cannot speak to that. But it is like how these men do abandon because you see that also with gorgeous. You see her feeling abandoned by her father by choosing to remarry, even though he's been like it's been eight years, babe. Like I'm I'm gonna remarry. Like this is gonna happen. But you see that abandonment feeling with her you see that abandonment from mr togo and then you see the overall abandonment through the diary of the auntie and i think it's so interesting because i do believe this movie is a lot about the patriarchal society of like marriage and how women feel like they don't have an identity outside of marriage we see this in the first scene when gorgeous and fantasy are talking to their teacher and their teacher is like oh i'm getting married and they're like oh my God, for love, that's like so amazing. Like you found love, you're getting married. And she's like, actually, it was an arranged marriage. And then they they were like, oh, okay, bye, summer vacation. And then they kind of like walk away and the camera pans and stays on the teacher's face. And she kind of she kind of has this like woeful look, kind of like wishful thinking. And she's kind of like, oh, to like have summer vacation again. And like, to me, that's kind of like, oh, she's like, she doesn't want this marriage. She's but feels like she has to get married and she's yearning for that innocence again. And we see that innocence repeated throughout in the girls. Now, do I think it was a little over exaggerated because no one is that dumb in a horror in like a frightening situation a little bit, but I do think their innocence played a big part in their demise and part of what the auntie needed and what her evil spirit needed to consume. She needed that innocence because like, Obviously, okay. Do you understand what I'm saying, or am I just ranting? No, no, it made sense. You know, no, it reminded me of. Um, you ever see the commercial? Uh, it's supposed to be like a horror movie, 
and um, they run and they hide behind the chainsaws. Yeah, yeah, and then like that's what reminded me. Like this reminded me of that. Like they were making these idiotic choices that could have been avoided. Absolutely. And I think, but, and what I do believe is, um, we talked is it's the symbolism and it's the metaphor of what it is. It is like you are a young girl and you are innocent. And then you, I mean, get consumed by marriage and this patriarchal view of marriage. And obviously this movie is from 77. So it is much more of that reinforced versus what we look at marriage now. And we kind of spoke about that in our last episode, um, and how it kind of takes that innocence away from you. And it takes that identity away from you. So we see that these girls are only their identities of their names, right? So one that we can focus on um, is Melody. So Melody is a piano player. And as she's playing the piano, she kind of, um, the piano cuts her, kind of attaches itself to her. You can kind of see like she's, she's changed a little bit by this. And you can, but then she continues to play and then the piano cuts off her fingers and actually eats her and consumes her. And it's kind of like, okay, so all these girls passions are going to be their downfalls because this is the part of themselves that they're going to lose right yeah and we find that they these girls are getting consumed because the aunt is dead spoiler i said it earlier but she's dead and she needs to consume the innocent souls of unmarried girls to maintain we see the aunt possess gorgeous so now the aunt is in Gorgeous's body. Um, we see Gorgeous revealing the diary of the aunt where she explains all of this. And then when she comes as like that giant head, yeah. I love that scene. Yeah. I will say like, yes, it's silly. Yes, it's goofy. Yes, it's kooky. But the uh, the practical effects used in this film, 477, yeah. Yeah. unreal. Yeah. And uh, she took Gorgeous into like the other realm. Yeah, she yeah. did. So Gorgeous is like, now I'm in her world. And that's like how she like kind of possessed her, I believe. Yeah. yeah. And so now Gorgeous is the one that's kind of like the main evil of the house, right? It is still the aunt, but Gorgeous is the main evil. Yeah. We also see after um, after Mac is dead right in the beginning that the aunt is now able to walk. She is now able to move. She's singing. She's dancing. She's moving around the house. And the girls are like, oh, that's weird. And she's like, oh, I finally just like feel better. And then we see her later eating a hand, eating the goldfish, eat, consuming things that are not that someone otherworldly would consume because we don't need people (laughs) to get power. Right. (laughs) Which I thought was a very interesting concept because there is a movie um, that Nicholas Winding Wren has done is called the neon demon. And it kind of follows that same ideal is like you can eat people and get their power, which I think was a pull directly from this movie. I do think a a lot of modern movies are pulled from this movie. Um, And, and we see that with the aunt consuming these girls, but it is this overarching metaphor of how, because it, it marriage is marriage is what's binding everyone, right? And we even see that in the, at the end when Ryoko comes and it's her and Gorgeous in the house, and Gorgeous is like, and she's like, "Oh, where are your friends?" She's like, "Oh, they're sleeping. They're awake when they're hungry." But Ryoko, being an unmarried, innocent, considered innocent woman, when she goes into the house, the house ultimately consumes her as well. Because when she shakes hands with Gorgeous, she does burn alive. Yeah, which I thought was wild. <laughs> <laughs> so I think like. I don't know. I and I do believe like we had like we had talked about previously um and I do think these movies tie into each other very well like more so than I thought they would yeah. is this idea of losing yourself and that connection and how you need to s- establish yourself and uh, again it is such an important thing and it's such an important factor. Yeah. You know what? Um just off the top of my head we had done Portrait of a Lady on Fire and the 
character the, that's being married off in an arranged marriage says to the other girl, I'm going to lose myself. Yes. Because I'm going to be what this person wants me to be, not who I am. And I felt that was kind of this movie. Oh, absolutely. I would say that this, I would say that is the overarching theme of this movie because we see the girls dying by their own personality traits. And it's like, it's like them killing themselves because, or killing that part of themselves to be what a man would expect you to be. Right. And we also see them holding all their hopes onto this, like, man, in this one, it's Mr. Togo. But, like, you see them holding on to this and you see the aunt staying in this house and having this, like, hatred and love consume her to the point where she becomes an evil demon. Right. So would you say that Mr. Togo is their naivety of what a man they believe to be and the aunt is the reality of what a man truly is? In, in a, a sense. In an arranged marriage. In an arranged marriage, yes. I would say, in the in a sense, I would say Mr. Togo absolutely is what we are meant to believe a man will be. We are meant to believe, even though it, I do not believe this, in this film, a man is meant to be the one to save and protect and provide. And that's why they keep waiting for him and holding on for him. But then we see him directly counteract everything that they're thinking, right? And then we see with the aunt, she is that reality of a man. A man has left. She is now in this self-wallow. She is an empty shell of herself. And this this hatred has consumed her. Right, right. I totally agree. Okay. But also, should we allow men and I'm saying this because I'm a woman, have so much power over us. I don't believe so. I believe if you're really in love and in a partnership, that's what it is, is a mutual, respectable partnership. Right. I will say I've I'm I'm, I'm been married for five years, and uh, me and my wife are friends. Um, we, we do everything together. We work together. Um, there is no dominant person in this. Like No one's like, you know, right. you do this, you do that. We, we, we talk about what we're going to do together. We put our money together. We pull it together. And um, we have this equal desire to do better for ourselves and become better as a relationship. Absolutely. And that's what makes the relationship work and flourish and thrive. And you guys have been together and happy for so long because of that. Yeah. It's when you have that imbalance of power or when someone believes that they should be doing X, Y, and Z in a relationship. It's like, okay, but... If this is what you want to bring to the table, that's great. But I'm also at this table and you have to listen to what I'm saying. Right. No, 100%. Like me and my wife, like, I'm not going to say we don't fight. We fight. Uh, but but at the end of the day, we know that, you know, we can trust each other. We are going to work with each other to do the right things. And, um, you know, it, it's, in this movie, I saw that, that with this man's representation, it was like the opposite. It was like, you're going to do what I think you're going to do. And then you're not going to be your own individual. And that's what they were losing. That's what they lost. Yeah, throughout the movie, they kept on losing all these traits that, you know, made them who they were, except for for Mac. I thought that was kind of messed up. But, um, yeah, I see it. No, I see it. And I think, I mean, my biggest problem with Mac is how she's written. Because even if you're fat, you are more than your body. Women are more than their looks and more than their body. And I think we see this with Mac and with Gorgeous. It is two opposite ends of the spectrum, right? Yes. Because everyone else, sans these two, everyone else has definitive personality traits that they build themselves up. Like Sweet wants to be a homemaker, so she's very kind. She's very caring. She she likes to clean. She likes to cook. She's making the bed. She's getting crushed by mattresses. 
fantasies, living in her own fantasy world because she loves to daydream and she, her head's in the clouds. So that's ultimately, like, ultimately she's one of the ones that survives the longest, but then is ultimately consumed as well. Professor, she's like, oh, I'm going to find a logical reason for all of this because I'm smart and I can figure it out. It's like all these girls have, they've built themselves up into one thing, but if you're either fat or pretty, that's all you can be. I am, I, I hate it. Yeah, yeah, it's very, it's very wrong. It's reductive. But, you know, it's, okay, so I think a lot of this has to do with society's stereotypical view of women. It does, 100%. Yeah, yeah where they, you, you have to be beautiful to be accepted and to be acknowledged and to be taken seriously. Whereas, you know, like Mac's character was never taken seriously because she didn't fit the stereotype of what a man views a woman. Exactly. So, Exactly. But gorgeous is taken seriously because she's pretty and she's always doing her makeup and she always looks good. And everyone is like, oh, this is why she's like the leader of the group because she's the prettiest one. It's like the same idea of like high school mean girls. Like everyone wants the prettiest. Everyone follows like what the pretty person says. And I think it is so insane because women or people, anyone is so much more than how they look. So much more. No matter what you think. I don't know. I hate it. It it makes me so mad because like women fight and, and people people fight. I shouldn't just say women. People fight every day to prove themselves that they are who they know they are through their characteristic traits, through what they do. And time and time again, we see them just getting reduced down to what they look like. Yeah. You know, a funny story. Well, it's not really funny, but it's a true story. So when I was in junior high, I had my hair potted to the side. I wore like flannels i was not your good looking guy um i was in my own world i had my parents my friends i was doing well in school and it it was important to me to be that person but social acceptance you want to be accepted of course so i wasn't accepted the girls didn't like me like the cool kids didn't like me because i didn't fit that stereotype so i had a person tell me you know if you want to be accepted you're gonna have to you know feather your hair part it down the middle get nice clothes you know, do this, that, and the other thing. And I wanted to. So I did that. I had my parents buy me, you know, the stylish clothes at the time. I changed my hairstyle. I, like, you know, did all this stuff. And I became that person. And then I became popular. And I started drinking and hanging out and partying and doing all this other stuff. And I lost the person I was. Exactly. And then I hated the person I had become. So the person I become was someone that I didn't really know who I was anymore. And it was awful. It was a terrible feeling. And then, you know, of course, like over time, like we all know my story by now, I changed and I'm back to the person I originally was. So like for me, like losing myself was the worst thing I could have ever done. And that's like with these kids uh, in this movie, when they lose themselves, their, their personality, their traits, it's just sad. It is sad. Yeah. It is sad. And I think that is such a universal like experience of like changing yourself to be pretty. And it go and like you what you just reminded me of is one of my least favorite tropes. Like, okay, so one of my least favorite tropes in a movie is when a is when someone has a makeover for another person. The only time I have ever seen a makeover done well in a movie is in um, my big fat Greek wedding because Tula wants the makeover for herself. She does the makeover for herself. She wants to make herself feel better. So she's like, okay, to make myself feel better, I'm going to go to school and I'm going to start curling my hair. And it's not because she wants to feel acceptance from a man or from like an outsourced party. It's because she wants to feel like 
she wants to become the best version of herself. It's the only kind of makeover I like to see. And I think time and time again, we see these like makeovers of like, oh, take off your glasses and you'll be pretty or lose weight and you'll be pretty and then you'll be accepted. And that is so harmful because these are people like that because that's just not true. No matter how you change yourself, the people that you change yourself for aren't going to appreciate you because they don't know you. Just like you said. Yep. Uh, I can't remember the name of the movie where um, the kid drives a lawnmower. He wants to be popular. So he he cons um, the girl. Can't buy me love. Love that movie. (laughs) Love that movie. And I would say, okay, so I would say that movie is a little different. Um, For those of you who don't know Can't Buy Me Love, it is Patrick Dempsey, and I do forget the girl's name. Um, But it is very much like if you haven't seen, if you have seen um, She's All That or a movie where they do like um, Get Over It or what's the other one with Melissa Joan Hart that I'm thinking of? Um, I can't remember. But it's these movies where you have the popular girl who dates the ugly guy so he can get the a new girl and she can make her boyfriend jealous or get good grades and they're using each other but then she gives him a makeover and he's and she's like oh my god is he hot yeah i just love the movie because at the end it backfires and you you, you it lost, always backfires yeah you lost the person that you were and it, like like i say look at me it backfired and you know i lost the person i was and that's why i like those movies because i can relate to those movies absolutely yeah and I think in this, obviously, in house, the, the it, this goes to the extreme where these girls lose themselves and actually die. Yeah. But I think that the the idea is still there. I mean, yeah. you no one's acceptance is enough to change yourself for because if you're meant to be with a person or if you're meant to be friends with a person or if you're meant to have a real genuine connection with a person, then you're going to be yourself because that's how you build that connection. You're not going to put on a facade because then they're going to fall. They're going to fall for that facade. And then when that crumbles, because it always does, because we can't, we can't be fake. It's going to, does that make sense? You know what I'm saying? Like, and then that's when that connection fails and it breaks. Yeah. Guys, just be honest with each other. I know it's super hard. We talked about vulnerability in our past house episode, but be vulnerable, be open, be, be kind, put on your listening ears. I don't know. Like, yeah, be true to yourself. Be true to be true to yourself, and don't reduce people down to what they look like. And I know that's very hard. And at the end of the day, I'll, I hate to say it, but things are look based. Yeah. We still, as much as we try to break down the society, there are still these systems and ideas that are ingrained in us that we are trying to unlearn. And I try to unlearn them every day. I grew up. Um, obviously, I'm younger than Ben, but I did grow up in the early 2000s. I did grow up where being skinny was everything, and if you weren't skinny, then you weren't worthy of anything. Yeah. And I will say that it caused a lot of detriment. Yeah. I I battled with a lot of things that still, as I'm older and I and I feel more confident of myself and I feel more assured of myself, it's I still fall back onto those old patterns because it's something that you grow and when you grow up with something it is so instilled in you and we still see it now like i can i i can see it now like we as a society we're moving in a way that we are trying to be more body positive and more like accepting but you can still see i mean i hate i hate it here i hate it here because you still see like i don't know i hate like men like no i don't hate men but like you see it with men who will still like be like oh well this person is disgusting and like where are all the good looking girls like all these girls are ugly it's like you're ugly because you're saying this like you're reducing women down to what they look like that's an ugly characteristic you're fucking ugly yeah what is it europe um europe's uh no longer letting their models be skinny and 
and like like bulimic basically that like they don't want them to be like that because they think it's unhealthy and america is one of the few places that still emphasizes that you know to be on a runway walking you have to be skinny and, and slender absolutely and i will say too like you can see like the changes in what is considered and deemed beautiful and it is really disgusting so if we go back to like the 1950s we kind of have this like more like Marilyn Monroe, like voluptuous, hippie, beautiful, kind of like not bigger, but like not a stick. You have this body type that is idolized and gorgeous. And this is what people want. And then you see like with the rise of like housewives and like pill addictions and like drinking, you see that this like more slender ideal is coming back. And then from that, you just get into these like heroin chic models who are rail thin this is your body is the accessory. If you're not thin, you're not worthy. And then we kind of see like in the um, late 2010s, you kind of see this like shift of like, oh, well now this like big ass and like big tits, but small waist is now in. And like now we're seeing back to like being super skinny is back in style. So like, but bodies aren't trends. This is the thing. I, I'm so sorry. I know this isn't the point of this podcast to talk about like, especially this movie, but I'm gonna, bodies are not trends and we cannot, change our bodies to fit the trends of whatever society is telling us is beautiful you we have to know that we are beautiful with who we are because it's it sounds so stupid it's like what's inside that matters but like it it, it's so true if you're gonna be if you're gonna surround yourself with people who reduce you down to what you look like and treat you based off how you look like then you're surrounding yourself with the wrong people yeah and i think that's basically falls back on this movie is that they're gonna lose who they are they're going to yeah. lose who they are and Mac, the first one being gone because they are fat and they're unworthy of love. Yeah. Gorgeous being the last one to live because she is beautiful. So people will obviously come to her, fall for her, and she will be able to consume them just like the aunt was. Like it is, it is so true. And it, 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 it's sad. It's sad. Is the movie fun and silly and fantastical? Absolutely. Yes. Please watch it. Yeah. I highly, highly recommend it. Um, Did you see Creepshow? A long time ago. Uh, do you remember the part where the kid can make things uh, with his mind happen? Yeah. This reminded me a little bit of that with the fan- fantastical when they, they he brings them into the cartoon world and everything. Yeah. It kind of reminded me of that. That's why I liked it. I thought it was fun. I did like that. I do. And uh, you know what? I should revisit Creepshow. I haven't seen that one in so long. But yeah, guys, um, watch it. Um, it is a Criterion movie. Um, so it is on the Criterion um, channel. It is also on HBO Max, which has a lot of the Criterion films. I think this movie is fantastic. Obviously, uh, write in movies, write in what you think. I want I want to know like this movie and the movie that we had covered previously. Um, we talk a lot about we've talked a lot about being vulnerable in connection and relationships and perception. So I'd love to know what you guys think on these matters, because I do think it's important. I think the more we talk about it, the more you the more the easier it becomes. Right. Yes. A hundred percent. Yeah. And we want to hear from you. We love hearing from you guys, uh, your recommendations. Or just to reach out and talk to us about something. Say, hey, look, you know, I'm having this or I feel this. And in your podcast, you mentioned this and I'm kind of going through something like that. Just reach out and talk to us. We're humans. Yeah, we're humans. Um, we, we both have so much different life experience that I think combined it's pretty it's pretty good it's pretty much a full yeah. life right yeah um so if anyone anyone we're here for you um i say it i say it to my crew all the time like this is a safe space um if you feel like you want to come to us like you can it is it is it is so true we are trying to build this community here we have you guys listening we do this for you guys we love we love sharing our opinions we love hearing your opinions we love hearing your suggestions and we are trying to build and we know a lot of you guys are overseas 
we know we're here in America, but it, it, through this podcast, we can join together and bond together. 100%. And um, I like to say, you know, to everybody out there right now that's fighting uh, in the wars and, and going through all the stuff that you're going through, don't think that, you know, we're not aware of this and we care about you guys and we know, you, you know, we, we, we hope that you guys, you know, get, get through this and, you know, and overcome. Absolutely. And to, and at the end of the day, people are people and we are all humans and we all share a human experience, no matter what we look like, no matter what we are, no matter what we believe we, I mean, unless you're a literal horrible person, but at the end of the day, like we are all people. And I think a lot of that gets convoluted, but a lot, a lot really heavy stuff for these very fun movies, right, I would right? say. Deep. <laughs> deep, deep, deep. But, you know, guys, catch us next time on What's Happening. Thank you. <laughs> yeah.